Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, we've already had so much fun already before we came on. I feel oh. like it's a little bit crazy today. I'm not really <gasps> yeah. sure what's going on, but there must I be know. something in the air. There must be. So it's so cute because like Sarah is, I'm just going to describe the scene here. Mm. So Sarah is looking like a cute college kid in her dorm room on a big, big comfy <laughs> chair in front of her mic, uh, recording from a different spot because the, mm. the router has decided to take time off for that for the holidays. <laughs> yes, I think it's feeling overworked a bit like all of us right now. <laughs> exactly. So there's a little bit of like college dorm uh, vibe going on here in our recording today. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of feel a little bit makeshift with my mic sat on some um, some games to try and raise it a little bit. It's all a bit strange. Right? But See, this does sound like a college dorm does, podcast. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> you know, we should be talking about like what strains of marijuana are like really great for like, I don't know. <laughs> These are all the things I missed when I was a kid. But, you know. That's that's that kicks off here in Canada because like I don't know there's like a, a an intellectual discourse about like I don't know sativa versus indica I don't know I never know the difference I was told that indica like in the couch as in like calm you down I just heard that I was like okay yesterday years old when I heard that out anyways I'm not, that's I'm not educated enough for that no nah, yeah me neither <laughs> can't join that debate <laughs> I know exactly all right so how oh. are your holidays shaping up um, not bad. So we are recording pre uh, pre Christmas and New Year, but this episode will go out in January. So um, I'm sure by the time you listen to this, we'll all be feeling refreshed and ready and raring to go for 2022. But right yes. now, that's not where we're at. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, what? I'm so so. This is our second uh, holiday season of recording. Um, our last year was our first, uh, we were deep thick in the, uh, pandemic last year. Uh, this year we thought, oh, we've got this, uh, COVID is just going out like, uh, yesterday's season of clothing. Well, that's not the case. The gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) Oh my God. What was it? (laughs) I heard a, a tweet. There was something like, like COVID is like, is like, um, sex in the city. Like just when you think you're finally done with it, they bring back something else and it's worse than before. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Yeah, unfortunately it is. Um, there's lots of rumblings and discussions about uh, quick short circuit breaks and mm-hmm. back to lockdowns and all of those mm-hmm. shenanigans. So let's see. Let's see what happens over the next few weeks. But um, yeah. yeah, hopefully stay safe as possible. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Avoid licking lampposts, I think, was the last oh, advice that we got. The- <laughs> Don't lick the lampposts. Actually, so the thing about this variant is that it is like as contagious as measles. So we're truly fucked. Mm. Yeah. 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 But yeah, don't don't like anything like, yeah, just I don't know. It's very hard. Oh, so hard beyond the yeah. scope of this podcast. But just also check in with your mental health because your mental health, you know, stay close to your loved ones. I think the thing is, too, is that we're not adversaries. We are a team. We often yeah. forget that we're all fighting this battle together. Yeah, um, yeah, so whether we're absolutely. partners, friends, colleagues, yeah. you know, all of our patience is fraying. So yeah. as much as possible, just, you know, let's be team members. 
Yeah, it is. It's totally taken its toll. And you're right, we do need to look out for each other and um, be kind, be patient. Um, mm-hmm. well, it's a little bit more difficult at this time of year. Oh, yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, let's let's try. Let's dig deep. Good. <laughs> yes. So any New Year's resolutions for you? Um, I'm not quite there yet in terms of formulating my New Year's resolutions, but I do always have some. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Anna and I were chatting about cleaning, the joys of it, oh, or lack of before lack we came of. on air. Um, mm-hmm. So I think maybe some sort of cleaning system um, mm. that magically makes my life better would be mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. me having to uh, put in too much effort. <gasps> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I'm going to take some time over the holidays to reflect and mm. to think about what I want for the year ahead. Nice. I think my New Year's resolution is to get more of your value in my life, which is fun. Oh, good. Uh-huh. Yep, because uh, I'm currently doing work that right now is is too much to be fun. So mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, uh, rethink the way that I take on work and really up my boundary game, which is Very saying good. no faster than I say yes. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Going to get more of Sarah's fun in my life. Good. <laughs> yeah. We should all have yeah. a little fun in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Work less. what's the point? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Good Just trying you. to keep my expenditures low. So the less yeah. I spend, the less I have to earn pre-tax. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's definitely a lesson the older you get, I think, that you kind of... Although, I don't know, maybe the younger generation are kind of getting it a lot quicker than we did, but... Um, this whole kind of live to work or work to live, like where is the balance? Yeah. Um, and it's definitely something that I think changes over time as you get a little bit older, as we all are. We are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> oh, wow. So um, is the relationship desk of love, is the correspondent at the desk or have they taken off to the Bahamas? As if we could travel to the Bahamas right now. But anyways, well, go on. Yeah, the correspondent would love to be in the Bahamas and would still be reporting. Um, however, they're in Jersey and uh, also still on the desk. So, <laughs> so let's get ready for the love news this week. All right. So this week, I want to talk to you about listening. Mm. And I think this is especially pertinent at this time of year mm-hmm. as we uh, go into the holiday season or as we come out of the holiday season, as this um, episode will be will be airing then, is around um, really using some of our listening skills. So I've got today for you 10 ways to become a great listener. Ah, okay. So I think we can all do with a little bit of a reminder <laughs> oh, on this me. one. So it says 10 qualities of a good listener. So the first, first off, it starts with verbal. So it says, show that you are understanding what the person is saying. Do some reflections. So paraphrase what the other person is saying to show that you get the meaning. Then we have open questions. So asking questions that aren't a simple yes or no to keep the conversation flowing. Mm. We've got validation. So reinforce what the other person is saying by indicating that you understand. Mm. I think validation is quite a key thing, actually. I was oh. having a conversation with that about that the other day with somebody. And um, very often in life, we don't really have any external validation. We just, um, we don't really get that acknowledgement that people are listening and understand us. Mm. Um, so utterance, use simple words that encourage mm. the other person to keep speaking. Mm. E.g., uh-huh, okay, 
all the things that you do when I'm talking on the podcast. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, so use the speaker's name. Help the person to feel more valued by repeating their name at various points in the conversation mm. and when you want to show that you hear them. Now, I've got a bit of a challenge with this one because <laughs> sometimes if people kind of repeat your name too often, mm. it can kind of sound like you're being talked at or talked down to. Um, mm. But maybe that's just something that's a bit more triggering within me. Oh. Um, so maybe use that one sparingly and not overuse <laughs> it, I would say. It's kind of the, like the strong spice, like just, yeah. just a pinch. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so then we've got, um, so nonverbal. So behaviors that indicate that you're paying attention. So facial expressions allow your face to interest, empathy and curiosity now, I've got a slight problem with my facial expressions because you always know what's going on. I literally oh. just had a conversation with my other half this morning over FaceTime. Mm. And he said, I want to get your input on this. And if I was going to do this like for us as part of a celebration, like what would you think? And I didn't even utter a word. A second later, he went, there, you see, that was the reaction I was looking for. <laughs> now I know that it's not a good idea. And I don't even know what face I pulled, right? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. It's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. It's a blessing and a curse, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Although I I would say at least I'm transparent. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's no guess as to what you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. Um, So then we've got head nodding. So occasional nod along um, Mm -hmm. with what the other person is saying. It's especially important um, at especially important points in the conversation. Then we've got body posture. So um, your position should show that you're paying attention and allow your body to turn towards each other. Mm. Then we have gaze. So maintain eye contact with the speaker and don't look distracted elsewhere. Mm. There's nothing worse than talking to somebody is there and they're just kind of gazing around. You haven't got a clue if they're paying attention or not. Totally. And it's like, hello. (laughs) i'm talking (laughs) yeah yeah um and then the final one is silence and this is something i'm not great at um (laughs) so it says stay quiet and don't interrupt the other person or seem too eager to break in that is definitely my worst habit (sighs) here here yeah i think it's Mm -hmm. just excitement though that's kind of it's not that i'm not listening it's just that Mm. i'm excited and want to share too Yes. That's all it is. I'm passionate about the conversation. (laughs) Yes, Sarah, but (laughs) yes, and. Yeah, I know. I know it's not great. I know it's not great. I'm a huge interrupter. See, there you go. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't help it. (laughs) So it goes on to say that that listening can really benefit your relationships. Hmm. So it says, within the model connected uh, good listening to perceive partner's responsiveness, the Israel-led research team identified a host of favorable outcomes. Uh, One set is those that label as cognitive and include greater open-mindedness, changes in attitudes, and less tendency to be put on a false front to impress the other person. Mm. The affective or emotional changes had higher self-esteem, more positive emotions, and higher levels of well-being. So... Essentially, what we're saying is it will have a really good impact on your relationships and your own health and well-being if we can tune in and just be better listeners. Yeah. I'm thinking of all the ways that I can improve. I'm really (laughs) poor. (laughs) 
<laughs> I definitely have to consciously oh. focus on the last one. And mm-hmm. it's even worse if I'm on kind of a night out and you've had a few drinks and you're super excited. Um, mm. And that's when that I'm even worse at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Than just on a normal day. So oh, yeah, I that's definitely a focus for me. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like New Year's resolution type stuff. Yes. Yeah. And we'll pop that on the list, Anna. Yeah. Yeah, just behind the cleaning the bathroom and getting our systems yeah. ready for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of sure. that. Yeah, nice. we're going to be on it next year. Oh my god, twenty twenty two. What <laughs> total total blast? It's gonna be so awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, let's nice. revisit this in twelve months' time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like twenty twenty three. This is the yeah, year. That's, that's going to be our year. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty two sucked. Twenty twenty three. That's where it's at. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's awesome. <laughs> oh well, thanks for that. All right. Food for thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's always good to reflect on some of these things and it's easier easier to, to hear, ironically, mm. it's talking about listening, than it is to put <laughs> into practice. But uh, yeah, let's yeah. give it a go and see the positive impact it has. Nice. Yeah. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Shall we do a little hot topic? Yes, let's go. Okay. Today's hot topic. Should I share my lottery win with my partner? (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Depends on how much it is. So, yeah. (laughs) Now, recently we decided, I don't really play the lottery very often, but recently we decided to play the the lottery that was like a 7 million lottery fund. So I thought, oh, let's just get a couple of tickets and see what happens. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, we didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I might have shared that news with you all. Or maybe um, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> well, exactly. You'd be maybe on your jet right a, now. A standing, a standing Sarah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, um, but it's an interesting thing, isn't it? So I, I bought the tickets, but bought the tickets for both of us, and we shared. Obviously, like we picked some numbers each. Um, now I would share the winnings, mm. but. You could see how this type of situation mm. could cause a massive uh, confrontation in yes. people's lives. I yes. mean, money is like, I mean, they do describe it as the root of all evil. And I do think that yes. whilst I don't think it's evil, I do think that it causes some very bizarre behavior amongst people. Do you yes. Know? Yes. Well, I mean, lottery wins, and not many of us get to have a lottery win, but what I understand no. of lottery wins is it's not as nice or happy an experience as one would expect it to be because no. maybe your partner but then all sorts of people friends and relatives like crawl out of the woodwork once they yeah. hear that you've won some money so it, it gets very complicated Re- relationships in general get very complicated when you become when you have a sudden windfall absolutely yeah and i read a, um i read a book uh it was a fiction book but you could absolutely see this playing out in life um mm of this couple that did win the lottery that um that also they'd been previously in a syndicate with some other couples that decided the week before that they weren't going to be in the syndicate anymore and then of course she went and put her numbers on and she won the lottery so that caused all kinds oh. of mayhem but then also between the couple it caused all kinds of mayhem because yeah. he had a completely different approach to spending just like we talked about the other mm. week he had a completely different approach to how they should spend their money and what they should do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a result of that, obviously that caused devastation between the relationship. Oh my gosh. I, You know, it's funny because I imagine that most people, like the second that you say, like, would you share your lottery winnings? I think most people would say, well, what am I legally obligated to do? They'd be like, let's call a lawyer. Because it's funny, it's 
I think that the default is, well, it's my money. So what am I le- like, do I have to share? You know, I, I imagine that a lot of people won't automatically be like, oh, yeah, it's 50-50. They'll be like, what would a lawyer in court say? Well, or is that just me? If there's no, <laughs> well, if there's no agreement, then you wouldn't legally have to share anything. I guess the question then is, though, what's the impact on your relationship and what's your relationship worth? Oh, my God. I know, I'm sorry. But is your relationship worth $2.5 million? Do you know what I'm saying, though? Mm. What would you rather, have $5 million or a no partner or $2.5 million and still have a happy relationship? Ah. So and you, you raise an interesting point because I don't think any of us would think like, okay, get $5 million, tax taken off the top, right? And then you just 50-50, just transfer that money to the other person's bank account. There you go. There's the money. We wouldn't often do that. I think a lot of folks would be like, well, I'm the custodian of the money because I earned it. Mm. You didn't earn it. You just got lucky on a scratch off. So let's yeah. be, let's be real here. But so I don't think anybody would think they would like, yeah, I would share it with my partner, but I'll, I'll divvy it up. I'll sort of give them money when I, when they ask for it out of my account. I don't think, I'll, I don't think many people would think of just transferring 50, 50 half off. But then, and I get what you're saying, but then play that one out, right? Like, so I feel like I'm beholden to you to have money from you as and when you say that I'm allowed to have it. I know. And the relationship isn't worth enough to actually say, no, right up front, this, I don't want this to come between us. I don't want it to cause a problem. Let's just split it. I mean, as I think about this, and it's funny because I played a scratch off uh, with my husband when he was here. Yeah. Because there was this crappy thing where he lost a lot of money last year because of a, f- a flight ticket we were going to take to uh, to India. And he actually went mm. for the first time in his life. We uh, He upgraded as a surprise the tickets to like business oh. class. like, And it was just a shit ton of money. And because we had to trans- you know, cancel our trip last year, uh, he essentially lost the money. And he's been oh. on the airline phone for for cumulatively like 24 hours um and so then when i played the scratch off i said to him like look because you know, he was especially like super hurt about that mm-hmm. i was like if i win i will share the money with you and then you won't have to worry about the ticket anymore well i won five dollars <laughs> so <laughs> he gets two dollars and fifty cents to the uh which i haven't actually paid him yet because i haven't been in person but i'm going to be going uh <laughs> and five dollars canadian which is probably about like 350 american but anyways <laughs> so he walks away with like a dollar but i but i will like as i as i you know it's funny as i think about this like when I, when, when I, when I, when I win, when I scratch, like, cause the occasional time I'll just buy, like, buy a scratch off. Yeah. Um, and if I ever win, I'm certainly transferring the money to my husband for sure. 50, yeah. 50. Absolutely. Yeah. It will be so delightful. I'll be like, look, sweetheart, look what I got for us. Yeah. <laughs> Five million dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love playing that, that game. Like, okay, so if we won 10 million, what would we do with it? Ah. Or if we won 2 million, what would we do with it? I love playing that game. Oh, it's awesome. Well, yeah. and you can't play that game unless you actually share your winnings yeah. if you actually win it. Yeah, exactly. I would totally, like 50-50 for sure. Like for me, like, for me actually, like large wins are inconsequential when it comes to relationship. Like for example, like uh, inheritance. Like uh, mm. I don't at all plan to have any inheritance. Uh, if there's anything that does come my way, it's going right back to my siblings. Like I, it just, I do not, like I don't want to get in the way of it. I don't want to fight for it. Mm. Uh, just keep it, take it. I'm very happy and, and self-sustaining with my own meager earnings. So, so actually I am quite practiced in the thought of like, if I have a huge windfall, it goes right back where it came from or whoever wants to take it because it's not worth mm. losing relationships for or fighting in court for. Not uh, not at all an interest in fighting in any court. Just take the freaking money. Yeah, and that is another situation, isn't it, where mm. we can get into quite a pickle when it comes to inheritance and 
who got what and why and was it justified yeah. um so yeah that is a ah see right. money so money it's money not worth it you're right so the big lottery win the big windfall is actually akin to like an inheritance and you know are you going to fight tooth and nail for that inheritance and like yeah. have an acrimonious court battle or are you just going to be like nope you take it yeah do what you got, want with it yeah 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 it's um like I always think I would um, just abide by the rules. So like whatever the wishes were and then abide by that. Um, but I know lots of people have a kind of almost feel like they have a right to have something. Um, and I don't know that you ever do. Ah, beautiful. Yes. So this whole thing of like money and justice, like what's fair. Yeah. The thing is, is like life is often not fair and distribution of money is is. If you it's look at our not fair, yeah, global totally. distribution, it's absolutely yeah. not fair. So certain yeah. civilizations have robbed from others and, and consistently tend to keep the wealth. So yeah. just look at the world. Nothing is fair. So sometimes you don't get what's due. Yeah. Totally. And you just have to accept that. I mean, what I'll say as a physician and a coach is that the folks who just let it go and don't mm. fight over money will have much more peace, cardiovascular health and mental health if they just let it freaking go. Because yeah. sometimes things aren't fair and sometimes you'll be the recipient of unfairness. And the, yeah. the faster you let that go, ooh, healthier you'll be. I have run into patients and they'll come in and, oh my God, you know, <clears throat> this is the, the latest saga going on with the inheritance. or mm. And then you sort of get into the saga and every, every patient visit, you have to sort of hear what's going on next mm. in this whole inheritance drama. And really like the question is like, what is the cost of the, what is the value of the real estate in your brain? And does this, yeah. you know... Does this, is this worth taking up the real estate in your brain? Like what if you were to yeah. evict this situation from your brain, what could come in in its place? What opportunities would yeah. be open up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People who sleep over it has just oh. a massive impact on health, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I think you and I are quite aligned with the sort of like, I think you and I have similar sort of philosophies on death and sort of our existence. And yeah, I think we kind of have a bit of a abstract view on things. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was a good one. Yeah, I know. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I love discussing things like that. Yeah, it's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Shall we move on to the question and see if that is just as much fun? I think it'll be just as much fun. <laughs> okay. Okay, today's question is, Supporting your partner through their challenges without having to build resentment when you feel that everything is about them. <laughs> so this is <laughs> this is hard, isn't it? So how mm -hmm. can you support your partner when I think when your partner's in a state of crisis and they they feel like their world is imploding, then the, it can be quite difficult, can't it, to sit by on the sidelines and still be supportive when sometimes you kind of in the back of your mind you may be thinking okay enough already mm. but that person's not ready to move on they're not ready to accept the situation that they're in or maybe not even listening to um to some of the you know your opinions or words or because or they're so caught up yeah they're so caught up in their own situation they can't kind of see beyond that small circle yeah. um so this is a really really yeah. difficult situation yeah, when they're taking up so much oxygen. Yeah. So actually, can you think of a few situations, like illustrate this out? What are some sample situations where this might come up? 
So I think situations maybe where, like, I think you often get this with work situations. So Mm. um, maybe, you know, somebody's been made redundant or, and and that's kind of like a big massive crisis and turmoil for them. Um, Maybe there's a situation where they're really, really struggling with a relationship at work or volume of work or um, not feeling valued at work. So it's all those things where it is, there's a kind of personal attachment Mm. and it's part often it's when we're in these situations it's something that is super important to us and we feel like is a big part of our own identity Mm. and then when that kind of gets questioned or put into um disarray then we're in this situation where we feel like the world is ending Mm. and then because of that we can't see anything else outside of our own small sphere Mm. and then as a partner having to uh, sit on the sidelines and a watch it but b still be supportive Mm. and then c i think the final thing that really comes in is then well hang on a minute i'm important too Mm. so there's all kinds of like it's Mm. just an emotional whirlwind and you've got so much emotion i think that is there front and center Mm -hmm. that that is what makes it very difficult Mm. And that's actually what gets in the way of our listening because we'll often intrude. Absolutely, yeah. The second they start talking about their toxic boss and this email and that email, we're like, we we intrude. And we don't validate. We don't sit and validate. Yeah. We don't be like, oh, man, this is really hard for you. Hey, like, tell me more. How are you feeling? Yeah. We're like, but why didn't you do this? Whatever. Yeah. And this is a classic case, isn't it, of of how that negativity cycle comes in that we've talked about quite a few times on the podcast where neither of us are aligned we're not we're not given support in the way that it needs to be received and we're not accepting mm. situations that are coming back in the way that we need to accept them mm-hmm. so you've kind of got this it is just a perfect storm really of n- neither party feeling like they are acknowledged validated listened to needs mm-hmm. met um all of those things uh, mm-hmm. because we're just in an emotional chaotic state mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely pretty, pretty tough oh yeah and I've I've coached folks around this and it's it's super hard Mm. especially when there's like skin in the game so the person who feels like you know their partner is always having challenges it's always about them you know there's often so for example if one partner is really really bummed about like man I'm probably gonna be made redundant and perhaps maybe Mm. they face job loss or breaks in their jobs in their work sort of history before And their partner, let's say, and they share kids together in a mortgage, and their partner is not only having to hear their whinging, but also freaking out, like, is this guy going to lose his job again? Is this, is my partner going to lose their job again? (laughs) So there's skin in the game. They're terrified because they're like, if you don't get your shit together, nothing feels as devastating or dire when you're sort of looking at somebody else's life. It all seems very simple. Like, well, why don't you just change your perspective and, and that sort of thing? Yeah. So it, it's really hard to support somebody when you're like, I don't even know why you're in this pickle in the first place. Like if, if you could just do X, Y, and Z, you'd be out of this situation. Yeah, and it's never, like it's never as clear cut as it sounds though, is it? And and I think in the this type of situation, I think we, you know, can often really sink into that level one, that victim mm-hmm. um, level of everything's happening to me or, you know, we haven't necessarily, on neither side, I don't think we've got the, the the right level of personal accountability. So we're not taking ownership for the part that we're playing in the situation. Mm-hmm. We end up getting into this cycle of blame. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where it makes us feel so much better if we mm. it doesn't but it kind of we think it's going to make us feel so much better if we can say well this is your fault you you know you should have done x y and z and the other partners then kind of well you know you don't understand me and you can see how the um you know the back and forth how it then can be so destructive to the relationship mm-hmm. oh and it feels it feels heavy and tough when you're in it yeah totally. and we lose we lose all compassion and kindness and understanding for each other that seems to just disappear straight it walks out the front door with you know it's like packing its bags it's like oh yeah I can't be in this environment (laughs) and I do think that's what we need so there's a few things I would say in terms of so so this person's asking the question like how do I support my partner through the challenges I think we can often lose empathy when Mm -hmm. and empathy can be quite hard can't it to Mm -hmm. really put yourself in somebody else's shoes but imagine if you you know, let's go with this kind of redundancy scenario. We don't know what scenario the, the person's facing, but let's go with that for the purpose of the um, of an example. So if you can really put yourself in your shoes and imagine your boss coming to tell you unexpectedly, um, right, you know, and I were going to have to let you go next week. Mm. Um, just imagine how that would feel and uh, the types of worries that would be coming up for you. Mm. Because when we can do that, we can then start, as you say, bring in the acknowledgement and validation that says... I understand how you're feeling. Mm. It must be awful to be, you must be really worried about the future. And then I think then we need some compassion and kindness and some understanding that says, um, but it's okay, we're a team. We mm. have got this and we're going to figure it out together. Yeah. Because faced with that situation, you feel like you are understood. You feel like you're heard and you feel like you're not alone. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I think what you're, what I'm hearing too, is that when somebody asks a question like that, what they actually wish for is that as a coach, we're like, yeah, you know, your partner's really got to step up their game and stop being such a whiny crybaby. but that's Mm -hmm. never going to be what we say. We say exactly what this person is probably not wanting to hear is like, the solution here is really all in your hands. Like, you know, as a coach, when we're working with a client, we think what is within our sphere of control? Because mm. we can't do a brain transplant on your partner or help your partner. Yeah. We can't make your partner see or feel a different way. What we can do is like start by doing exactly like you say, tuning up yeah. our empathy, which, you know, what I might ask a client is like, what do you need to be able to get your gas tank full to be able to even give that empathy in the first place? So are yeah, you running absolutely. on empty? Do you yeah. need self-care? Do you need to take that massage that do you need to be out with the, with the friends more yeah. than you are? to get some distance to be able to get some refresh and recharge yeah yeah I think it is about looking at the options what options do you have available to you Mm -hmm. and then let's play those scenarios out so okay if we choose this option where does Mm. that go and then underpinning all of that as you say is okay whichever option you choose right how have you got enough left to be able to Mm. deliver this because often we think we've got no options, which is where the kind of hopelessness comes in and where the devastation comes in and where we start to then hit out and blame other people mm. is when we feel like we've got no hope and no options and no choices. So we feel like everything has been done to us. But if we can look at actually what re- realistically, what are the options? How mm. do we, what's the short term issue here? And what are the options to help us to get around it? Where's, mm. Where are some of the potential solutions because when we can take back some power, we feel like we're more in control and we feel less helpless. Yeah. And it's a lot easier said than done, I have to say. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. But that's where it comes to kind of not doing it alone, you know, as soon as you get into this kind of loggerhead situation where the resentment is building up, as it says in the question, mm -hmm. then that's when, you know, the resentment comes from unmet needs. So what is it you think should be happening that isn't happening? Right. And could you get that elsewhere or could you get that for yourself? Right. So we often think our partner has to provide everything for us and that's not really true, is it? So right. we have to be responsible for ourselves as human beings and not kind of expect other people to do things that, you know, we're not prepared to work on ourselves. Yes. Oh, yes, totally. <sighs> I think this is a perennial challenge that comes up in relationships so it's super important to I think yeah, all of us have a situation where we're like god I'm just so sick of them whinging about that particular thing <laughs> totally yeah and and you know you can communicate that but maybe in a slightly different way with slightly different words um <laughs> but you know it can you know you can say things like I'm fine I'm finding it really difficult right now to mm. see you in so much pain I'm finding it really difficult to see you struggling so much and so um at odds with this situation mm -hmm. what can we do to, mm -hmm. to try and ease some of that pressure for you right so there's a you know there are kind of there are kind and it goes back to that kindness there are kind ways to convey how we're feeling mm -hmm. now you may be sat with your girlfriends and bitching more about the situation oh, of course you will <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay as long as you don't hear it <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i know it's a like totally feel free to blow off steam in safe places yeah yeah, yeah. in trusted places therapist yeah. coach trusted friends yeah yeah. yeah. And that's where it comes back to that self-care. It's kind of like, what do you need? What mm -hmm. do you need to make yourself feel better in this situation? What can you do for yourself to set yourself up for success and to be able to support your partner? Because at the end of the day, if, if the role was reversed, you'd want that support. Mm -hmm. And you'd be super pissed if your partner didn't get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes perfect sense. It's a tricky one. It is. Stay strong, dig deep, look after yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so funny as we cross the calendar year, another one in a pandemic, I just feel like that, <laughs> that is, that is advice I'm putting in my suitcase for, yeah. um, <laughs> for the months ahead. Yeah. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Not just in a relationship, but in our place in the world right now. It's, it's yeah. a, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. I think there's a bumpy few months to come, unfortunately. There, there are. Mm. Yeah, there are unfortunately <laughs> or maybe fortunately maybe we'll dig deep and find that we had reserves that we didn't even know yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah so it feels yeah. a little bit weird because this is like the last recording of the year for us yeah. and I know it comes out in January for yeah. the listeners but it feels a little bit I don't know how I feel about it yeah. <laughs> I feel like things are ending but I know they're not <laughs> yeah well it's funny so. you know um some of the work I do is inspired by my coach who's mm. who's a transition coach and and he uh, does a lot of work around the um, William Bridges transitions which is sort of a book that's been around for 30 years and it's gone into a new version but just you know in everything there's an there's an ending first and then there's this very murky uncomfortable neutral zone and yeah. then there's a new beginning yeah and we can't rush the process and we can't change the order of things so this year and all that happened is coming to an end yeah the holiday can often be especially like the first days of the new year can be very bleak can be yeah. it can feel very heavy and that's yeah. that real difficult neutral zone and then there starts to become new beginnings and that's what yeah. we can look forward to it but if it feels a bit cringy or a bit uncomfortable mm -hmm. or a bit uncertain or vague that's exactly what is going on so at, in this transition yeah. just 
hold yourself tight and just be, you know, know that everybody is going through a very solemn, difficult, some people are just sort of drinking a lot over the new year, or maybe doing other things that kind of numb this difficulty. But if you're feeling the difficulty, feel free to step into it, do what it takes to, uh, to just sort of gently carry yourself through, because there will be a new beginning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if you need to yeah. do a polar bear swim, I will never do one. Or at least I say I never will do one. Do but if that's a polar bear swim? What is that? It's like first of the new year. It's like jumping in into a frigid body of water like the English Channel oh, or the okay. right. or the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff, Ontario. isn't there, the minute about um, people submerging themselves in freezing cold water. Yeah. It's supposed to be super good for your, uh, for your system, for your body. Yeah. I think it's I a Scandinavian thing, apparently. Yeah. Uh, count me the frick out oh count me, me too 100 i'm absolutely going nowhere near it yeah i'm always cold i hate the cold yeah yeah, yeah. but you know what yeah. i i I'm say not that up to that but i know that if i did it i'd be like this is the best fucking thing in the world mm. i know that I've, it's the same as skydiving i like i say no i'll never do it but i know that if i did it no you see they would definitely disagree on this so we're talking about at the weekend how i did a, a power punting which is like you strap yourself to a guy on a big kite and you oh. throw yourself off a mountain. Uh, worst thing I've ever done. I mm. did not come down and think I absolutely need to do that again. Oh. I came down and said, never the fuck again oh. will I do that. <laughs> so I am not one of those people that goes, yeah, I'm going to try it and I'm going to love it. Oh. I did not love it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that validates so. me a bit because I'm like, that fucking terrifies me. Like heights. Oh. And I don't, and I, and we don't need to do things that other people tell us that we should be doing, mm. right? If we don't want to do it, don't do it. You're grown up. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> the the words of the sage. You're allowed to make your own choices. Yes. And I shall never be throwing myself off a mountain again. Good for you. Word. <laughs> so, yes, truth. <laughs> oh. Let's start the new year being grown ups, but having some fun <laughs> along the way. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well. With that, oh. adios, yes. 2021. Thank you yes. so much. It's yeah. been real. And welcome 2022. <laughs> welcome 2022. Bring we have our arms on. wide open. What are you going to bring us? We are ready. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's to that. And until um, next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.